Hello and welcome back to the Reach for Wellness podcast brought to you by Community Reach Center in Westminster, Colorado. I'm Alexandra and I work on the marketing team here at CRC. Today we're going to be talking to you guys about how to make therapy work for you. I'm a firm believer that you don't need a reason to go to therapy and that anyone can benefit from it. I personally go to therapy and it's a great way to learn a lot about yourself, grow as a person, and learn positive coping skills. But there are over 50 million people in the U.S. alone struggling with their mental health and over 50% of those people do not seek out treatment. And I just think that's wild. So I kind of wanted to talk to you guys today about therapy and how it can seem really overwhelming and scary and just talk about the process and kind of give you some insight into how to make it a great fit for you. I have a guest today with me. Her name is Kayla. She's a supervisor on our clinical team here at CRC. Kayla, do you want to introduce yourself and maybe talk about why you're passionate about mental health? Sure. Thanks for having me. Of course. We're so excited. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'm Kayla. I have been a therapist for seven years. I recently moved into a supervisor position, um, so that's a little bit different, Um, but I... I always knew that I wanted to help people, and that's why I'm really passionate about mental health. Mm-hmm. It's just people helping people, and we're we're all people. Yes. Yeah. For sure. Yep. So I, I love it. It's it's been super rewarding. Good. Mm-hmm. So I think you know the first part beyond deciding to get treatment, which can be incredibly scary and a hard decision to make, is how to find a therapist. I know personally I've struggled with this, um, even it's just like finding a primary care doctor. There's so many options out there. How do you know what's going to work for you? If you've never been to therapy before, what does that even look like? And so how do you think people can make the process of finding a therapist easier for them? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, you know, it's it's nice now because we have the internet. And mm-hmm. so the first thing, just Google providers in your area. If you have insurance, a lot of times you can call your insurance company and they can recommend providers in the area that, you know, they're covered. Mm-hmm. So they'll pay for it, right? And you'll just have to pay your copay. Similar to like if you call for like a PCP, mm-hmm. you can always call your insurance to ask. But I really like to Google because a lot of therapists and a lot of companies have their website, right? And so you can kind of get a feel for, you know, who's the therapist, what's their background, you know, what type of therapy are they doing? So you can try and narrow down if it's going to be a good fit for you mm-hmm. before you even go in, right? Um, so yeah, I, I start by Googling, doing some research, and then re- reach out, schedule an appointment. Yeah, I think a lot of my friends that I talk to, too, are like, well, therapy's so expensive, I can't go. And it definitely can be, but I think especially if you have like a copay plan, I mean, when I lived in Texas, I was paying like $30 per therapy session, which is beyond worth it for your mental health and yeah. well-being. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of places, too, and a lot of therapists, like, if you don't have insurance, they'll usually do a sliding scale, mm-hmm. uh, you know, based on your income. And so it shouldn't be super expensive. No, it, it really help, shouldn't right? be. It should be accessible to everyone, and it doesn't, it doesn't have to be expensive. And a lot of therapists will meet you where you're at, and especially if you're really low income. I mean, I know a lot of, like, at CRC, um, we offer like grants and stuff if you don't meet funding so yeah yeah absolutely and a a lot of people don't realize that their insurance will cover a set amount of therapy Mm -hmm. sessions so again you'd have to check with your insurance provider but insurance covers it yeah I think that that's a really great point to make is that insurance does cover therapy because you know when I got out of college back in 2016 I didn't no, I thought insurance was just for, you know, medical dental vision, not for right. your mental health. So. Right, exactly, yeah. Yeah. 
And I personally, I've used like psychologytoday.com. Have you um, ever used that? Or do you have any other like websites that you can go to? I don't use any websites. I, I in the past, have just Googled, like, therapists mm-hmm. in the area. And, you know, Google's amazing. So it'll pull up yes. all of the things, right? All of the, you know, the related people in that area. And then I just start going through websites. But Psychology Today sounds like a great resource. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I use that, I think, in Texas. And then here, I actually, yeah, I think I just Googled therapists near me. I live in Cherry Creek, and I, I found a great one. So That's awesome. there are great therapists out there. Okay, so let's move along to the first few sessions of therapy. So you've decided to seek treatment, you've found a therapist, you're really excited about it, and now you attend your first session. I think a lot of people have this idea that therapy will just completely fix you and you'll leave the first session you know, feeling so much better. And unfortunately, most of the time, that's not the case after the first session. It can kind of be, it could be boring, it could be traumatic, it could be exhausting. It just really depends on, you know, why you're going to therapy because it's a lot of questions at first. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you want, kind of want to talk about what type of questions they ask in your first session? Yeah, I think that's a really good point. A lot of people don't know what to expect going into that first session. And honestly, the first session is not a lot of therapy. No, it's not. It's, it's right. It's I'm getting to know you. You're a stranger to me. So as a therapist, I'm going to be asking like background questions mm-hmm. to kind of get a picture of who you are. And then on the more boring side of that, uh, we have to make a treatment plan. Mm-hmm. First session with every therapist, you have to make a treatment plan so that you know the direction you want to go in therapy. You know what you're here to work on. And as boring as it is, we have to have a treatment plan to send in to insurances mm-hmm. or they won't cover the service. Oh, I see. I didn't even know the back end of that. Stuff. Yeah. So it's something that we have to do. Mm-hmm. And so it, it is It is kind of a boring first session. Mm-hmm. A lot of people leave that first session. And they're like, is this what therapy Yeah, no. The, I went to therapy, I think, for the first time maybe in 20, 2019. And I left my first session like, what? what just happened? Like, I just got asked so many questions and... Especially for me, you know, I just kind of have general anxiety. And so when I went, they asked a ton of questions like any trauma or any traumatic events. And it's like, well, I don't know what qualifies as a traumatic event. Like it it can just be kind of, yeah, exhausting for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we're asking, you know, questions about like, yeah, trauma and past stuff. And you just met me five minutes right. ago. It's right. It's just like, how much do I open up to this person? What are they writing down? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it yeah. can be kind of scary, but it's it's good. I mean, I think it's kind of like a first date. You don't expect someone to, to know you or to know how to comfort you, you know, if you're just getting a drink with them. Right, exactly. Yeah, and, you know, as therapists, we know people are really nervous for that first mm-hmm. session, and so only share what you're comfortable with. When mm-hmm. I ask people trauma questions, I always preface it with, I'm going to ask, like, if you have any trauma in these areas, but I know you just met me. So Mm -hmm. if you do, you can just tell me yes. We don't have to get into it today. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I know we just met. And so, you know, therapists know that it it is really nerve wracking. And Mm so you you can definitely, like, set those boundaries and take that space for yourself in that first session if you don't really want to fully open up, knowing that it really is this, like, initial session where we're just trying to collect some information, Mm -hmm. do our treatment plan, all of that stuff. Yeah. I think it's great, too, when you go to your first therapy session and the therapist kind of acknowledges that, you know, it might be a little weird and that, you know, they they are just meeting you for the first time, too. And so they don't need to, you know, know everything mm-hmm. and just whatever you're comfortable with. Yeah, it really is building a relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Like kind of what you were saying, if you were just going out with someone for the first time, you wouldn't probably necessarily disclose <laughs> like, like here's my trauma, yourself. what can you help yeah, me with? Yeah, right? Like it very much is building that relationship. Mm-hmm. You're getting to know me, I'm getting to know you, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think at the end of my first 
therapy session here in Denver, she was like, does this seem like a good fit to you? Do you kind of like what I have to offer? And I just loved that too. And kind Mm -hmm. of her asking me what I wanted to get out of therapy and what she could do for me. It's just, I think it makes it a lot more comfortable. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So let's move on to the different types of therapy. I know a lot of people think therapy is just talking in a room for an hour, but it doesn't, it doesn't have to be. And there are a lot of different ways to regulate your body and your brain and Kayla is quite the expert on this, so let's get into them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, no, there's lots of different types of therapy, and honestly, my experience recently has been that a lot of therapists kind of use a combination of styles. You know, it's not like it used to be, you know, when Freud was around, you just mm-hmm. sit on the couch, you can't look at me, and, you know. <laughs> um, it's, a, it's a lot more of a collaborative process, kind of what you were saying before, how your therapist asked, like, if it felt like a good fit for you. Mm-hmm. One of the types of, uh, like, one of the therapeutic approaches is called, like, a person-centered approach. And so that is that that question of, like, is this a good fit? Are we working on the things that you want to work on? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just meeting you where you're at with that approach, and I think feel like therapists are really trying to be mindful of meeting people where they're at and being certain that we're working on your goals and not necessarily maybe the goals I'm imposing right, on you, right? right? Like, I think that's a difference between talking to a therapist and like talking to a friend. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah, your, your friend's like, oh, your boyfriend sucks. You yeah, but your therapist isn't going to be like, mm, your boyfriend's terrible. Yeah, right? It's going to be like, what do you want to do, right? Yeah. Like, let's talk about that. Yeah, so person-centered approach is one type of therapy. Another type of therapy that people often use is called cognitive behavioral therapy. We call it CBT. And what that is, is it's really working to change your thought process because the way it works is, right, our thoughts impact our emotions, which impacts our behavior, Mm -hmm. right? So if I'm in a situation and I think, wow, that person's being really mean to me, I might start, that might trigger an emotional response where I'm starting to get angry, and then maybe I, like, yell at them or say something I don't mean, right? So it's Mm -hmm. that chain. And so CBT really likes to focus on that thought process, like changing the thoughts. And so we work on, like, thought stopping, Mm -hmm. kind of challenging thoughts that maybe aren't true. You know, we all have those thoughts of, like, you know, maybe I'm I'm no good, mm-hmm. or you know, maybe I'm fat, or maybe I'm stupid, right? And those things aren't true, but they feel true to us, right. right? And so CBT really focuses on trying to change your thought process because then that should change your emotions, then it should change your right. behavior, so that life feels better. I think yeah, thought stopping is incredible, and I just I never even thought to do that before I went to therapy, and. Sometimes the things you learn in therapy are just like little drops of heaven that sound so simple that you're like, why didn't I think of that? Mm-hmm. And it's crazy that, you know, if you're anxious about something and you're like, I'm not going to do well at this. Like, if you actually just change your thought process, of course, it sounds silly that maybe one time it will change it, but it's developing those patterns and mm-hmm. your brain learns from them. Yeah, and it's amazing. Like, a lot of times we're not really mindful of what we're thinking, but mm-hmm. our thoughts control so much yeah Uh, our brains are crazy yeah it really is and so yeah it's a yeah really starting to be mindful of our thoughts and cbt does a lot of work there's a lot of different things you can do in cbt um so it's it's a pretty cool technique Mm -hmm. um and then another really popular one is called dialectical behavior therapy we call it dbt and uh the dialectical word means like two opposing things and so that's kind of how dbt is approached Um, The idea is, there's two ideas, it's acceptance and change. And those are two kind of like conflicting ideas. And Mm -hmm. so that's 
why it's called dialectical behavior therapy. Um, but DBT, like I said, really works on that acceptance piece. Like there are a lot of things in life that we just can't control, right? But then yes. how do I change my response mm-hmm. so that I live a happier life? Mm-hmm. And DBT teaches a lot of really concrete skills. Mm-hmm. So whereas CBT is really working with you on you adjusting your thoughts and kind of all of that stuff, DBT is gonna be teaching skills. like deep breathing techniques or like how to use your five senses to help ground you when you're feeling Mm -hmm. like really emotional about something and so it very much is there's like a lot of worksheets and stuff and so it's it's definitely more Mm skill-based um but it's a really effective treatment especially for people that are experiencing like suicidal ideation like thoughts about you know wanting to hurt themselves people that really struggle to manage like feelings of severe depression or anxiety. Mm -hmm. It's been shown super helpful because it does teach those concrete skills. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I mean, even, yeah, like you said, breathing exercises or other, other techniques like that sounds so simple, but they, I mean, one time in therapy, I was really stressed in the last five minutes. She just had me focus on my breathing and I left like, Oh, why was I stressed? (laughs) Everything is fine. I think when I'm really stressed, I forget to breathe and that breathing is, you know, essential for your physical and mental health. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And there's like other like creative things that therapists can do too. Like when you're in a session, you know, like if they're teaching you deep breathe. Um, I, one time when I was in therapy, the therapist had me do this art Mm -hmm. thing. And I like, it was like finger painting almost, but I like had to close my eyes and she kind of did like a mindfulness thing while I was painting. Um, And we were like processing trauma Mm -hmm. because when you do like art therapy or music therapy, the theory is that doing like those creative things changes kind of like the brain waves Mm -hmm. um, and helps release different things like chemicals in your brain that can help us really process trauma, reduce stress, anxiety, fear, all of that. And Mm -hmm. so doing like, yeah, music therapy, dance therapy, art therapy in session can be super helpful. And it's also a lot of fun. It is fun. Yeah. (laughs) I had never even heard of those things until I actually work at a nonprofit that helped child abuse victims. And a lot of the therapy there was, we had a music garden, they did art, they had a ropes course, there was yoga rooms, climbing gyms, like everything. And I was like, how does this help? And it's crazy that like, physically regulating your body because like when you've been through trauma like your body is not regulated your brain is isn't necessarily functioning the way it should be and so those things really break like ground you and bring Mm -hmm. you back down yeah yeah it's it's awesome and I feel like it's um more of like an up-and-coming like people are starting to do it a lot more Mm -hmm. now which is great because it is so helpful in treating that trauma that stress that anxiety that fear all of that Mm -hmm. yeah so now let's get into if you if you found a therapist, you've attended a for, each few, for the first few sessions, you're still kind of not feeling it. This happens and it's totally okay. Don't give up on therapy though. You could have a totally different experience elsewhere and it's it's okay to talk to a therapist about this. They they want you to get better or they wouldn't be in the field they're in. They're very, you know, empathetic people mm-hmm. and you know the like the first time I went to therapy, she was like, if, if you don't like this, just be honest with me and we can walk you through it. Like, my goal is for you, you know, to be happy and we can refer you elsewhere. And it's just like, well, why would I tell you that I don't like you? <laughs> but they, they mean it and they want you to get better and they want you to uh-huh. find a fit that works for you. Because the reality is just like, you know, a romantic relationship, not everyone out there is going to work for you. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like sometimes people will stick with a therapist they don't really like. And then that's why they're like, 
oh, I tried therapy and it didn't work. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe it just wasn't the right fit. And like you said, it is totally okay if you're not vibing with your therapist. Maybe you don't like their approach that they're using with you. Mm -hmm. You know, anything like that, definitely go find someone else because we're not going to be upset if you say, like, I'm just not feeling this, Mm -hmm. right? Like, that is okay. Mm -hmm. Go find someone that you click with because what the research shows us is that despite all of these really cool, like, therapeutic techniques that we learn in school and, like, you got all this stuff, right? The number one thing that helps facilitate change is the relationship. Mm-hmm. Is that re- that rapport that you have with your therapist. And so if you don't have a good relationship, if you don't feel that connection with your therapist, I mean, you're, you're not going to get what you want out of therapy. Right, especially when you're talking about really serious topics mm-hmm. with someone that you're not comfortable with. I mean, that's not fun for anybody. Yeah. And I... I have had a lot of friends or like my sister, you know, go to their first session and be like, well, I don't like the person. I don't, I don't want to go to therapy. It's not going to help me. And I'm like, no, no, no. Like, please keep going or find someone else. It will be helpful. Right. Yeah, definitely. And like I said, you know, before the first session can be super boring, but you should be able to get a pretty good feel for mm-hmm. the personality of your person, um, of your therapist. And you can always ask questions too, like, you know, what, what's your approach that you typically use, you mm-hmm. know, when you're working with people and have them tell you a little bit about like what they're doing and see if it's something that, you know, you feel like would be helpful for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely, uh, I moved here for, to from Denver or to Denver from Austin and my therapist in Austin, I loved her and I got a lot out of it and I talked with her a lot, but she didn't give me a lot of like tangible things to do. And I'm a very like list person or like, how do I fix this? Like logically. And so when I met with my therapist here, I was like, I would just love some tangible, you know, exercises or like, just give me homework right. <laughs> on like what to do. And, and she's been great at that. Even if it's just like, why don't you journal twice a week on your thoughts? That way, when you come back, you have something to remember. Because sometimes between sessions, you know, it's like a couple weeks or a month and like, I don't even know what's happened in the right, last month. Right, right. Yeah, you forget. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And if you find a therapist that you really like and you feel like you're doing good work, but you need something like that. Yeah, just let them know, like, hey, I'm feeling like I need, yeah, like, homework or just, you know, can we learn, like, a skill to help me with my anxiety or something? And mm-hmm. that's totally great. Like, we, we need that feedback, right? We yeah. can't read anyone's mind. Right. It's, so yeah, it's we, exactly. It's just like dating. Like, you have to communicate with your partner. They're not going to read your mind. They don't know what you want unless you tell them. So. Exactly. Exactly. And we are just here to walk through it with you and help support. And, you know, it's a very collaborative thing, mm-hmm. therapy. Yeah. Do you have any advice you would give to someone who is considering going to therapy, but maybe might be a little bit skeptical? I get it. (laughs) I get it. Uh, And I I also want people to go into therapy with like a realistic expectation, right? Mm -hmm. Like you said, it's not a magic fix. No, I wish it was. (laughs) You're going to get out of therapy what you put into it. So if you Mm -hmm. come in and you're not feeling it and you're not really trying like any of like the skills we're talking about or trying to like thought stop or whatever it is we're trying to trying to do, like nothing, nothing's going to change and things are going to get better. Mm -hmm. But therapy really does work if, if you put in the effort to it. Mm-hmm. But it's it's effort, right? And it, it is hard work. Therapy is hard work because you are trying to change some of these things that you've been, you know, holding on to or carrying, like, around for years and years and years. And that's not an easy fix, right? Yeah, and so, no, yeah, you not. really have to put in the work. But it does work. Therapy mm-hmm. really does work. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a lot of work. I mean, I, I love my therapist, and, and she's been great. But you know, I'm the one who has to put in the work. She's not there with me every single day. And so yeah. learning to really 
control my thoughts, accept my thoughts for what they are, and then learn how to regulate them has just been like crazy helpful. Yeah. And yeah, like you said, it's not it's not a magic wand. It's really giving you the skills to be able to cope when you are stressed because you're still going to be stressed. Exactly. Yeah. Life is life is hard sometimes, right? And like we all go through it. And I practice the skills that I teach people. And sometimes I'll be in a situation where I'm like freaking out and I'm going, oh, Kayla, come on. This is, you know, you're, you should be doing this skill and this skill and, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah life is, life can be challenging. And so we got to practice. Yeah. Practice the things we learn. I know sometimes my, my boss and I just sit around in meetings and we're like, everything's fine. We're fine. And if you just say it out loud enough, like, it is fine. <laughs> it's really just bringing you back down to, like, this one work project is not the end of the world. Yeah, Everything yep. is fine. <laughs> Positive thoughts. I love it. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, going to therapy does not, like, it does definitely not mean you're only going to have positive thoughts, trust me, but <laughs> yeah. but it's, it's but it helps very helpful. Yeah, yes. it helps you be more mindful of your thoughts so that when you find yourself spiraling, you can be like, oh, wait, hold on, yeah, time hold up. on, check yourself. It is going to be okay, <laughs> right? It's not going to last forever. It No, it definitely doesn't, and I think that's the great part about your thoughts is when you learn to control them, they don't last forever. Mm-hmm. They, they come and go very easily if you just learn how to let them go. Mm-hmm. Yep, it can be. Hard to learn. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> we, we, all, we all like <laughs> to hang on to things, right? <laughs> okay. Well, thank you for joining us today, Kayla. This has been yeah, great. thanks I for hope, having me. I hope everyone listening learned something. And if you haven't gone to therapy, I suggest you do some Googling. And for more resources and mental health inspiration, you can find us on social media at Community Reach Center. We're on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter. And our website is www.communityreachcenter.org. Until next time, I hope you keep reaching for wellness.